the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my Call now, 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Eye on Real Estate. We're the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and all the many things that have to do with real estate. And if you've ever listened to our show before, you would know that practically everything in life today, other than politics, is about and in some way connected to real estate. Even politics is related my to real co-host, estate. Jerry Feeney, no, my co-host, Jerry Feeney, is with us. Jerry is a prominent real estate attorney who is with us to answer your questions about legal matters in the world of real estate. I encourage our listeners who have legal issues, large or small, to call in for some smart and free advice by one of the top, I say he is the top, real estate attorneys in the city. Our number is 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Also, our brilliant, good-looking mortgage and finance expert, Ace Wanatana Supark, close, okay, is with us today. Ace is vice president of Citizens Bank, who was recently called well, Ace was called the mortgage maestro in the press, and he is. Um, and if you have any questions about financing or if you need advice in getting a mortgage or a home equity loan, now is the time to call him at 866-970-9622 to get your questions answered by one of the top experts in the financing world. And as what? I told you, I good use morning, Jerry guys. for my good legal morning, Good morning, and I use Ace for all my financial stuff. Why does, so why does, um, uh, I don't why does, just sorry. endorse them. I use them. Go right said, Why does Jerry? Ace get uh, good looking in his description, but I don't? How <laughs> your, your hands well, I'll do it next week. No, all that, right, okay. Ace, well, Ace I'll, I'll, next understand. week I'll say it about you, Jerry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and try not to laugh so hard, Dottie. <laughs> No, no. Ace is Ace is definitely very, very handsome as is Dottie. Uh, Dottie, as she told me in the beginning, I have a face for radio, which I thought was a compliment. No, I did never really. say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but, goodness. But they kind of, uh, just in case, I'm in a sidebar, and it's not true. But they'll say, "Oh, you have a face for radio." If they think you're not good looking, because nobody's going to see Which, your face. The, the first time they say it, you think, "Oh, that's but, nice," and you're like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." There's no face on radio. Oh, my goodness. 
were punch drunk this morning. But that's not true. There's yeah. many very good-looking people on radio. Yes. yes. Our favorite credit expert, Dan Sater, is joining us at 11 a.m. to tell you that there's such a thing as having too much credit or why you might want to switch between two credit cards or why you should close those old saving accounts you might have forgotten about. Mm. Dan's a nationally recognized credit expert and a credit coach. And his firm, Credit Scoring Advisor, which I think Jerry had a lot to do with changing his name so that people would find him, has helped thousands of people restore their credit and get mortgages. And in the game of finance, it's all about credit. In the game of getting great rates, it's all about your credit. In the game of getting loans, it's all about credit. Oh, so, I mean, you know, renting you know, a credit car. Credit should and always an be pristine. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And always be up to date, even if you're not buying or renting something. And he can also answer any questions you might have about credit. So please, you can call us at 866-970-9622. We want to always thank Citizens Bank for all of their support. Not only are they the third largest mortgage lender in the tri-state area, but they have other great lending programs you should know about. For those of you who have student loans that are holding you back from becoming a homeowner, and you know that's the biggest deterrent to the millennials, um, is their student loans, and so that's have, they're having a tough time. Some of them getting, you know, houses because of that. You can refinance your student loans with Citizens Education Refinance Loan. They come up with everything, every need that someone might have. So it's Citizens Education Refinance Loan, which can help you save an average of three thousand two hundred fifty-two dollars per year, and that's a lot. Mm-hmm. With Citizens, you can lower your rate, your payment, or you can do both and get a personalized rate in under two minutes. That seems quick. Two min- and find out what your monthly savings could be. All you have to do is enter in a few pieces of information on their website or call them at 1-877-405-2262. 1-877-405-2262. To speak with a friendly and knowledgeable customer service representative. That's one eight seven seven four zero five two two six two. We hope that you're not too shy to call us with your questions at eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. But you can always get our app, Eye on Real Estate, if you want to hear a certain part of the program over, or you forgot a number, and it's always on there. But you can also email us at radio show radio show at element.com. That's radioshow at element.com. It's all one word with spaces. Or you can read my post or leave a question on Facebook or Instagram, which a lot of you have been doing. Also, if you miss parts of the show, you can download our app. As I said before, it's called Ion Real Estate, and it's free. And as an extra special bonus, there are photos of us in case you've been listening to the show and you want to know what we look like. <laughs> Jerry, see, that was perfect. <laughs> and I want you to know that everybody looks good. <laughs> so don't Mine was a little Jerry. Jerry's but, very uh, handsome. Oh, uh, so sweet. <laughs> if you were born today, you're a cancer. And by the way, that's a good sign for me in case you're a cancer. And uh, cancers are known to put much emphasis on cherished belongings and having a stable and safe place to go home to. If today is your birthday, you were born on Basel Day. Uh, you are, you would, actually, if you're today's birthday, if you were born today, it, we started the, the French Revolution in 1789. Bastille and I'm Day. hoping that we have more revolutions. Yeah. 
Also on this day in 1870, the United States Congress granted Mary Todd Lincoln a life pension in the amounts of $3,000 a year. Now, can you imagine that? In 1870, took him five years. Mary Todd Lincoln was granted a life pension, so that had to last her whole life of about three thousand dollars. And I guess that was enough money then. It was, but prior to that, former presidents in their in their uh, late uh, in their spouses, their widows, did not get any pension. In fact, you know, oh, they didn't. No, Grant uh, died um, fairly impoverished, and that's what made everybody realize that we can't have any president, uh, former president, or their spouse, you know, die in poverty. So that's when they started to give them the pension, which they well deserve. Well, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I think that was a good thing. Yeah, I agree. And that was a good thing for women, and I think nobody should have their wife because, you know, the women's in work. Or men, when we have a woman president, eventually, when Dottie finally runs. One of these, they know, you couldn't pay me to go through that. (laughs) I'll run and the I'm campaign. pretty tough. I told you I would do and it for you. I'm pretty tough. I mean, you know, <laughs> I've been in this a long time. And, you know, hey, Dottie, I can handle Stranger things have happened, okay? <laughs> stranger there's things no way. We'll when I see, that. you know why? Yeah. You know why? what it is? I would love to make a difference. But what they put people through and the, look, look, what if I cheated yeah. in kindergarten? <laughs> Did you cheat in coloring? What if they did went you, back you, to kindergarten did you copy and kid- else's I don't think so because I don't think we learned much in kindergarten when I went. But the fact is, what if they found somebody who was in a kindergarten class and said, guess what? Oh, yeah. Do you know what she did in kindergarten? God, he cheated. Yeah. I don't even, you know, in kindergarten in my day, I don't know. Did you, I don't even know if we learned the ABCs. I'm not sure. It wasn't like right. they learn now much more, much younger. But I'm just saying, and what they put your family through. You know, it's one thing to put you through it. But I really do think we'd have a lot of more qualified people running for office if they weren't worried about what they would do to their family, you know. Well, I agree. Because it's one thing for them to criticize the candidate or the person who ran, and I think that's fair. But when they go after the kids and the wife and this, I I think that there should be some kind of a line. Unless the, the person did something horrible, you know, that they should then tell about. But that's yeah. just my opinion, and I'm only giving an opinion. Dottie for president. So uh, $3,000 is not a lot today, but um, I think that did well for Mary Todd Lincoln. She uh, was able to live okay. And on this day in 1969, 500, 1,000, $5,000, and $10,000 bills were officially withdrawn from circulation. Now, I didn't know they made $10,000 Yeah, they did that to... um, to frustrate the drug dealers because the drug dealers were finding it very convenient to transport money with $10,000 bills. So they, they did that in the effort. How would that. you know that, Jerry? Is there because a I read. Yeah, how would you because know I read. That? I know it's not in vogue these days to read, but I do. I read. Uh, okay. Uh, it, was, it was a Nixon's idea. No, you idea. never know. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, I wasn't Ace, around did you know then. that? <laughs> no, I did, did not. Did you know, Ace, that they made 10000 no, neither did I, but it's funny that Jerry knows that they yeah, exactly. had $10,000. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's here. those guys that look innocent, that look innocent mm-hmm. like they would be. And so yeah. you got to watch them. Anyhow, you can call us and ask for Ace, Jerry, or myself, 866-970-9622. We just released our June 2018 Element Rental Reports for Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens. And overall rents are continuing to drift lower. 
Now, that doesn't mean they're cheap, so don't get the wrong idea. They're just a little bit lower, uh, while concessions continue to expand. So what that's really saying is that instead of lowering the rate, what sometimes the landlord will do, well, they'll maybe give you a free month or two, or they'll you know throw something in so that the rent isn't decreased, but you get a concession. Um, the market share for concessions has been rising year over year for more than three years. So when they tell you a rent, there's, there's usually, not always, but there's usually a little flexibility, and it's just how they work it out. In Brooklyn, the net effect in the median rent declined year over year for the seventh consecutive month. Now, Brooklyn rents are high. It's just that they got so high that they kind of leveled out. You know, I always tell people that price, you know, they say, what's my house when I should get this? I said, the market dictates what your house is worth. People will pay. So when someone says, well, how do they sell their house at this number? That's so, well, if somebody's willing to pay it, then it's worth it. But when people think, you know, hey, that's enough, then they don't. So it's, you know, uh, so, so a broker can tell you anything they want. What really dictates is what people are willing to pay. And the same thing with rents. The just-released second quarter 2018 element reports for Brooklyn, Queens, and Riverdale sales market um, came out pretty much the same. But after setting a record last quarter median sales price in Brooklyn, it slipped both from the prior quarter and prior year quarter. So the Queens market continued to show robust trends. Now, you know that's what's going on in Queens. Uh, it's what went on in Brooklyn. And it's not that it's not still happening in Brooklyn, but... It really surged Brooklyn, and now that got so high that Queens. And uh, I think I told you this last year on the show, but in case you forgot, I said look at parts of Bronx. In Riverdale, which includes the areas of Fieldstone, Hudson Hill, North Riverdale, I'm saying this, and, and is it Spoon? I Spiten? Spiten Dival. Spiten Yeah, Dival. that's it. Price trends increase, adding... And that's aided by chronically low listing inventory. And also what's happening is it's what happened to Brooklyn, to uh, Long Island City, when the prices went up, up, up in Manhattan, the surrounding areas go up too. And so um, now Bronx is really coming into play. And Queens, well, forget about Queens. If you drive through Queens, you'll see there's new development everywhere. So those are... Um, the rental reports, but rents are not cheap. I have a question, and that, I guess, for me, and it says, Dear Dottie, I've heard a lot about blockchain, <laughs> but I can't figure out exactly what it does. You know, and I heard on one of the news stations where they were talking about whether the president should go and speak to, go to, you know, speak to Putin or not. Well, one of the guy, I don't know how they mentioned blockchains, and he said, well, I don't really know anything about it. My, my son-in-law is trying to teach me, but I don't know if it's money or not. So can you, the, the person said, I can't figure out exactly what it does. And by the way, don't feel alone, uh, Quincy, because I, I think it's hard to get your arms around it. I mean, I had Ace kind of help me along with it, and I'm still not 100% sure. What's the block in blockchain? So I'm going to refer this to Ace, because I think Ace probably knows most about this even more than me he tries to teach me so ace no problem no problem can it, help, can so it help somebody buy or sell a condo and what's the block in blockchain yes yeah, so blockchain can't help um anyone buy a condo because it's a technology platform um it, and basically the block stands for a community 
<clears throat> and the blockchain is really a general ledger that everybody can see. It's transparent, and pretty much people can have transactions occur on that general ledger. Now, there is cryptocurrency, which is also known as Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and people can then accept um, Bitcoin for the purchase of real estate. But because Bitcoin and all these other, I guess, um, alternative coins are so volatile, it really depends on if someone's willing to accept Bitcoin, right? So when it was, when, when we when we were going through the craze where Bitcoin was worth $20,000 of Bitcoin, people were accepting um, Bitcoin as a form of currency. But I think you're seeing that less and less as the volatility of um, the crypt- cryptocurrency market continues to, to to become very, very volatile. So if you see, it can swing thousands of dollars, I mean, in value per day. And I think you well, still you have know, that. Well, you Ace, people read. Yeah. Ace. People read because yes. I read it. This place is uh, selling, and you can buy it with. Uh, uh, you know, they'll accept it, but really, do you you don't see yeah. many transactions with that with. No, you, you don't. don't. See them any, uh, you don't. Not not. Let me put it this way: If you're really not an expert on it, I would stay away from it. It's like you know, not that you couldn't make money, but it's very volatile, like Ace said, and. Um, you really have to know a lot about it. And even then, it's one of those things that you could either make a lot of money or lose a lot of money. But I don't think the average American is uh, no. dealing. They want cash at this moment. And, and you, you still know? have to go through <laughs> regulation bodies. You know, you know, a lot of people that are purchasing um, Bitcoin or any of these cryptocurrencies, you know, it's not being regulated, right? So you don't really know your customer. So that's their biggest challenge, right. too, that, you know. So Until, okay. until that Well, happens. Quincy... Yeah. Um, one, uh, you know, on a session for uh, one of the sessions, we'll have Ace give a little bit more of a uh, an update on 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 that, and and because it's really hard to for people to figure it out. Uh, I do have a question, but I'm going to take one more question to me, and then I'll take the question. So if you're on the line, just hold. Um, dear Dottie, does this break fair housing laws? And this is from Marcy in Miami Beach. A developer from Turkey is building a condo skyscraper in Miami that will be marketed to wealthy Turks who want to move to Miami. They don't say Turks only, but the developer is Turkish. The building has a Turkish name, and the building is modeled after a tulip, the Turkish national flower. So, Jerry, does that break fair housing loose laws? The tulip so, is the Turkish national flower? I well, I don't know that this is what Holland this, this uh, So it must be because so it doesn't doesn't in and of itself break fair housing laws uh, unless it seeks to exclude individuals from other ethnicities. The fact that you have an audience that might be more interested in your housing product than than others doesn't necessarily violate it unless there is, was at least one case that the court held that. The advertising campaign was developed in such a way where they depicted uh, all white users, all white consumers of the house, of the rental product, and therefore, over and over and over again, the court said, eventually, you were giving people the impression that uh, people of color were not welcome to apply. So, unless they're doing that, unless every single ad campaign is a bunch of you know clearly Turkish individuals enjoying the housing product, I don't think it would. 
No, the, the, again, she says, Marcy says that they're marketing it to wealthy Turks, but they're not um, They're not saying that you have to be Turkish to yeah. move in. So, yeah. As long as they're also so marketing I, I it think to that's, the general that's population. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Andy, stay on the line. We'll, we have to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back with your question. Uh, we'll be right back. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I can't discuss the jokes that we just talked about. Oh. Not on the air, at least. Okay? You Anyhow. Tell me after. Oh, I'm just getting that. a good laugh. <laughs> Off-color. I have jokes. Andy on the line. Andy from New Jersey. Hi, Andy. How are you on this nice day? Oh, good, I hope. I'm doing great. I, yeah, I can't wait to get outside. I do listen to your show even when I'm outside running, so I appreciate it. Oh, that's great. Are you a runner? Uh, and would yeah. you run in the seat? Yeah. It's kind of hot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I try well, to do it early or do it later and uh, make sure that I take care of myself, drink a lot of fluids, and do the best that I can. Well, so, after the show, I am going to Bridgehampton. Well, I'm in Brid- and I'm going to Soul Cycle, which is in a barn, and there's no air conditioning. And I can tell you, you sweat. <laughs> So I'm all for, like anyone who does anything that's physical, so I think it's so important for your health and your just well-being. So good for you. So, Andy, what's your question? So my question is, and I appreciate being able to call you guys at work, that uh, I own a property with someone, and I own about 25% of that right now. And it was a primary for me, but I'm not living in it anymore. Uh, And uh, he is. And we decided we were going to list the home and get it sold after all these years. Okay. So I picked right. a realtor. How long do you have it? Uh, since uh, 2004. Okay, so, so a while. Not, yeah, gone up and down. I mean, it's a great looking home. It's but Andy, uh, you, you say you're you say you're yeah. a partner. Do you just do you rent it, or or do you for your partner lives in it? I mean, how do how do you make income on it? Or yeah, the, how, the, how does the, partner, that work? the partner's living in it right now. It's supposed to be primary for us, but I don't really live there anymore. Uh, I live in a, another spot. I actually live in, a, in the summer home, which I own by myself. Okay. But I, I still own 25% of the property, which shows as a second home for me. Uh, we decided we wanted right. to sell it. So I picked a, a realtor uh, with some experience that I've known about. Uh, he's done a great job uh, with other people, and, and I'm fine with him, how he set us up. Get, uh, got us on the different MLSs, uh, a lot of advertisements, did some open houses. And... Uh, from the feedback that I've had from the people who have come to see the home and the other brokers, uh, price is just too high right now. And uh, I understand that between the taxes and where the location is. And I really want to lower it uh, so it could be more attractive for us to sell. And my partner is really pushing right. back on me with this and uh, is not being reasonable. And coming up with well, all Well, could it be... Andy, I mean, I, uh, yeah. you couldn't prove this, but could it be, because I've seen this happen, where the person who's living in the apartment doesn't, or in the place, doesn't want to move out? Like, uh, you know, no, you'll see it, I like, where, right. maybe he doesn't really want to move, and that's why he doesn't want to put the price at a reasonable price where it will sell, because maybe he likes living there. Could that be possible? 
Oh, I, you know, I thought that. He was the one that actually came up with selling the place, and, you know, I was fine. Uh, it, it was a good investment, and I'm not losing really any money with him uh, living there. But he was the one that's been pushing this for a couple of years now. So after two years, I said, okay, we'll but, do this. And it seems that like he's Okay, but let me ask you a question. You say, okay. you say you're not losing any money with him living there. Okay, but right. what if he didn't live there? Would you be able to collect rent? Oh, sure. I would rent out the house myself. Okay. Okay, so, so then in some ways you are losing money by him living there because even though you only have 25%, if you rented that, and normally what happens in, in a, where two people or more buy a property together, um, and Jerry mm-hmm. can give you more information on this, but usually, I mean, you can have any agreement you want, but usually if there's a person who's living in there, they somehow have to pay, does he pay rent or does he pay any, nothing? I mean, you might not be losing no. money, but you are in a way because you could rent it. Uh, no, as far as price, I mean, how off do you think he is? Think so is he living for free there? No, no, no. He's paying uh, He's paying the majority of it. Uh, my deal was if you're going to live here full time as we're going to really sell this, you're going to pay uh, everything, all the utilities and all the PITI. So I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with that right now. Okay, so he pays uh, all the expenses basically. But he doesn't yeah, pay so rent. No, he's not paying rent. He's paying all the expenses, and if anything goes wrong, uh, also paying for all the maintenance on the home. And the home is well maintained, so it's not in disrepair. Okay. And there's really okay. no issues with. So, that. how often do you think he is in price? How often do you think, think he is in off, price? I think he's off a good ten uh, percent uh, on the price. And uh, I've gotten feedback. And from just give me an idea. What there. range? What? What range are we talking about? Like, give me just an average price. I mean, what do you think? What kind of range are you talking about? Five hundred, six hundred, okay. a million? I mean, how much do you think the property is worth? Oh, okay, that, the, house is it's worth? Now at, at, the house is looking at uh, five hundred fifty thousand, and I think it's much closer to five hundred thousand. Okay, I so really, he doesn't want to move the price. No, he doesn't want to move it one bit, and uh, I don't think that's being reasonable or uh, prudent at this point. Okay, and the broker, whoever you're using, has spoken to him, or he knows he he. Do you have, he had a, a a market analysis which he showed you what's on the market and what's sold that you could show him. Yes, yes, yes I'm most assuming that you have. And, yes, right. Yes, all that. Well, then he doesn't uh, want to sell it. Okay, I, I hate. To, I mean, my guess is he doesn't want to sell it. And even though I'm, I mean, that you're content with the fact that he's paying the the heat and the utilities. The fact is, he's living there for free. Right. I mean, How he's not cash? paying rent. <clears throat> How much cash do you have into the deal? Uh, cash into the deal. So I own 25% of the property. I mean, the original investment, uh, I put in uh, about 125000 when it was first purchased. So, okay, so you put in 125000 You're getting right. zero, zero income from it right now. Um, yeah. You're getting zero tax benefit, it sounds like, because you're not renting it out. So... You can't even do a 1031 exchange if you get a capital gain from it. This sounds right. like a really good deal for him and and yeah. a horrible deal for you. You're getting, if the property appreciates 2% a year, 3% a year, maybe you'll get that back when you go to sell, but then you get, you're going to get hit with capital gains. You can't even do a 1031 exchange. You're not, right. you know, you're not using it for productive use in business trade or investment. I think what Dottie's getting at here is, you know, you're kind of getting killed both ways. He doesn't want to sell. 
And I don't blame him. <laughs> He's got a great deal. Yeah, you I don't buy either. me a house that I could live in for free. I'll do right. that with you too. Um, but right. you know, you, you gotta decide. I mean, is it, are you a seller or you not? I a think seller? what you have to say to him is, look, you know, we've been partners and it's all worked out fine. But at this point, you know, we tried the price; it's not working. And you, and you know, you perfectly, you know, you're the majority shareholder. So you know, if you want to stay in here, that's fine. Maybe you could, he could buy you out. Yeah, I, well, she I'm probably wouldn't want to do either. Uh, but he that. I mean, I do Maybe stay there when but, I need but to. Then when you'd I come have back to, forth, but then you'd have to. Yeah. Yeah, but but if he buys you out, then you're gonna you'd have the problem. If I'm not mistaken, who's on the mortgage? Do you have a mortgage on the house? Right, both, both, both on the on the note. Yeah, the so then one. that's a whole other thing because mm-hmm. if he buys you out, you might still yeah. you're still gonna be on the it's on the mortgage. Worse, you're still gonna be responsible for the money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so that's to, not good either. I'm just thinking about it. Myself off there, most definitely. Get me off everything in a deed and a title and uh, the mortgage note. Yeah, so buy you up. Well, but if he buys them out, how does he get off the mortgage? Oh, then, then the guy's got to refinance. He's got to go to Ace yeah. and get a new yeah. mortgage and buy them out and refinance. Yeah, and it's absolutely. Right. Yeah, I right. think I would Agreed. have a heart to heart, a nice heart. Yeah, I would have a heart to heart talk with him. It really doesn't seem like he wants to sell it, and. How long have you had it on the market? Two it's months, I've been on the say? market about 28 days right now. All right. So what I would do, to be fair, has anyone come and seen it? Uh, yeah, but it's, it's definitely the, not enough action for the price. Okay, no, but, but 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 it's 28 days, and, he, you know, I'd give it another month. But here's what I would tell the broker to do. If the broker hasn't had a broker's open house, I would ask the broker to invite all the brokers that she knows that she thinks are good regardless of what company they work for to come to the right. house and give their estimate of what it's worth and put it on a card like put Dottie Herman. I think the house is worth this. Okay. Take all of those, have that and get your broker to do what they call a price, a CMA, which is basically what's on the market and what's sold. And you'll have all the evidence to show that the property probably isn't going to sell at that price. Uh, but then I would have everything documented, and then I would have a frank conversation. But I would get the broker to do that documentation for you uh, because he might think, you know, well, he probably doesn't want to sell it. But he might say, well, 28 days is only 30 days. It's not that long. Uh, and, you know, it's summer, so I don't know where you're home. I don't know what part. It's in New Jersey. I don't know. Summer's a little bit sometimes slower. Uh, but right. did the broker tell you it should sell in the fives, the low fives? Uh, yeah, that was. But that's what I would do. Right, right. All right, so let her put that all together for you in the package and then have a heart to heart with him and let us know how you make out. Thanks, thanks. And by the way, if you run after the show, take some, make sure you take plenty of water. But let us know how you make out. I think the broker should put a package together uh, with an estimate of value and whatever, and have all the other brokers' price opinions, and then have a heart-to-heart with him, and maybe you can work something out. Thanks, buddy. All right, Andy, keep us posted. Good luck. And thanks for listening to Ion Real Estate. We'll be right back. We have a commercial break. or at 866-970-9622. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and of course you're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with my financial expert, Ace. What a two-part. I say it wrong, but you know, Ace, that's life. I can't get it right. Maybe in 10 years (laughs) I will. And Jerry Feeney, our legal wizard. Uh, We just got through talking to a question. You're welcome to call any of us with any questions you have at 866-970-9622. I think you hit it on the head with him. 970. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. There's a little delay here. No, you can talk. No, I was just saying, I think you hit it on the head with that last caller. Uh, His partner is not a seller. His partner didn't want to sell. He's got a great deal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, we sometimes have that in, you know, when people are getting divorced and they're selling the house and there's one person who really doesn't want to leave and mm-hmm. they make it impossible to show the house. Yes. And we always yeah. know that they really don't want to move. So <laughs> if they can show the house Tuesday when they're never between, home, it's Tuesday hard to sell the house. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, we're, we're, we're used to that. And, you know, I, you got to kind of sit down and kind of talk, talk and see if you can work that out. I have one other question. It says, uh, Dear Dottie, I'm going to sublet. Uh, my apartment with my landlord's permission, and that's a, a key. You have to get your landlord's permission to do that. Does the fact that I got my landlord's permission need to be in the lease, Jerry? I give to the subtenant. Where do I find a lease to use? Do I just print one out from the internet? Do I need this is a lot, Jerry? Do I need to collect security or deposit? I have an insurance policy for my home items. Do I have to notify them that I'm renting? Renter in Staten Island. So do you want me to repeat need, it again, or did you? No, get it? I think I got it. You need a sublease agreement, not a lease. It's a sublease agreement, and uh, and where do you this, get that? Well, you could go online, and you could buy one from one of the online services, and or you could hire a lawyer. But you could probably figure this out yourself if you're reasonably intelligent. Do a sublease agreement. The uh, landlord should sign the sublease, indicating their consent to the sublease, you absolutely should get security. You absolutely should tell your insurance carrier that you're no longer going to be occupying it as your residence. And now you're going to be uh, really, an, it, they'll convert it to a landlord policy, even though you're what's called the over-tenant. Um, and, uh, and I think I covered all the bases, right? Without all the questions? Uh, yes, I think you did. Um, so you basically, you need to get a sub you probably get on the internet and you should get security and you should notify your insurance company that there's somebody mm-hmm. else living in the property and they might charge you more i'm not sure what you wish and then you should get everything that you've done like if you've notified your insurance company get something in writing that they know because sometimes when you speak to someone over the phone and then god forbid something happens and you don't have any proof yeah. that you did notify them. I, uh, oops, so I would that. always get things in writing. Yeah. My lingo in the, the office way, is, is where's the paper? I always say to myself, where's the paper right. on this? Meaning everything creates paper. So I want to see the paper proving whatever you're saying happened. I have an interesting um, article for, from actually, I think it's from a risk media. And it's they that actually they that there was an analysis recently released by Zillow that the average homeowner, and now we're talking nationally, pocketed $38,856 or 20.8% return when selling if they have owned their home for 
8.4 years or more. Okay? In the housing market, plagued by low inventory and increasing demands, as we all know. And so they're saying that they're making a lot of money. And they have a list of the 20 largest markets and how much they went up, if you own them. And I'll just give you ones that are close. I mean, the United States averaged 8.4. If you owned it 8.4 years, your median percentage change is about 20.8%, which is a gain of about 38 and change. Now, if you're in New York and you owned your property 10.7 years, so it was a little higher in New York, uh, your median percentage change between sales was you were up 14.7. So New York wasn't as high as the rest of the country, you know, the average of the whole country, but that's because New York prices were hard to begin with. But, but your median price gain was $46,000. Can you say and that's if you put the percentage again? Down, can, you, okay, can you say that's New York, again? Yeah. If you owned your property at least 10.7 years, so that means right. you'd have to have bought it in it's a while. Yeah. 2008. Yeah, before the, re yeah, 2008, like right after the recession, I guess, like around the recession. Okay, if you owned it 10.7 years, the median, not the average, the median mm -hmm. percent change between sales would be 20.8%, which would be, no, excuse me, would be 14.7%, 14 in New York. Which would be a median price gain. In other words, you would have gained $46,000 more than you would have sold it for when you bought it, which would be 10.7 years ago. And if you put 20% down payment, you would have realized 84960 And I guess what they're saying is that you didn't use your actual cash. You leveraged. Yeah, and you, and you bought at the peak of the market just before the downturn. I, that's got to yeah. be what it's measuring. Like in Los Angeles, like, like in LA, it was uh, not, if you owned it nine, nine years, you, you would get like a, um, oh, they had a 33.1% increase. Yeah, this, they I, had, I, that uh, doesn't sound right for New York to me. Now this is Zillow. Uh, well, then it must be right, yeah. This is Zillow, so I don't know <laughs> if they're always right, but that's what they said. How could LA be 33% and New York be 10, you know? Because I think New York was initially higher than LA. LA, if you look at what's happened to California, it's really gone up a lot recently. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I say recently, in the last five years. I mean, you know, look, they say numbers, you can do anything you want with them. There's a lot of yeah. factors. But I think LA and the West Coast really became really hot really, mm -hmm. really hot in the last maybe seven or eight years. And that's my guess. Uh, but th I, that's just interesting just to play around it is. with. It is uh, interesting. It's not an exact science, and there's always a – and I have all these markets, uh, and they all, you know, all of them went up, <laughs> basically. Uh, remember, 866-970-9622. I have Bob from New York City on the line. Hi, Bob. How are you? Good, good morning. Hello. 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 Are you, are you, How are you are on you, this? Yes, I hear uh, you loud and clear. I'm loud and clear. Yes. Yep. Go ahead, Bob. Oh, hey, Jerry. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you, Dottie. So, I I would just like to have some feedback from my perspective. I I really want to know how to approach 
management agencies for landlords on how to do a pop-up for a storefront in Manhattan. I, I, I am finally having my business success, and I, I just really don't want to do a 10-year lease. Mm-hmm. I and I want to know how to like how how do I approach the I'm, I'm having consultations with people and some people have not a clue I can tell when I ask them a question like this they 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 look like deer in the headlights so I don't know <laughs> do you guys what, have any what kind of business is it that you're gonna pop up it's it's um it's high end. Uh, design and um, it's like it, furniture, it's, clothing. It's basically, it's basically like for interior design, but um, furnishings and very, very uh, one of a kind kind pieces. Mm-hmm. Accessories or more furniture? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. and and it's like. I I need to have this going on for September, October, November. Mm. Well, I'm sure Dottie's got some ideas. I'll just say that for the listeners, pop-ups are kind of a a thing that's trending around the country, which is, you know, less permanent structures. And, uh, you know, we do them in Madison Square Park for the eating festivals and these little, uh, you know, retail kiosks will you know, literally pop up for yeah. the holidays and they'll be in place for a couple of months and yeah. and then they'll take yeah, them Jerry, down. It's not Jerry, a permanent Jerry, structure. Yeah, Jerry, yes, Bob. Yes, think, Bob, Bob. Think, of, think of back when the artists used to have their salons. They would they would come and, like, kick around ideas. Yeah. Well, I'm and, not old enough for that, but I'll ask Stephen what it was like. Uh, uh, um, no, but, Dottie, how would, you, how would you approach a, a landlord well, with a, you with know, a pop-up idea? Well, you know, I think, idea? first of all, I do agree with Jerry. They're very trendy. I just got through, I think I mentioned on a show or two before, that I was at the Egg Museum, which was a pop-up. And it was yeah, in, I and, believe, and Chinatown. Why, right, Dottie, and that's why I'm... It, yes. Okay, and now they left. They now moved on, and they—they they were. I think they were in San Francisco or, or something. So, so I missed it. You're saying? Well, I, I think a couple of things. First of all, when you say you want to pop up, is there a length of time that is in your mind? Like you know, ideally, if you—if somebody said, "Well, how long do you want this to be?" Because some pop-ups are like Jerry said, just for the holidays. They want to—is it yours? Sounds like you, well, you want it to be like a year, or two years. It seems like you want something more permanent. If, well, yeah, if if I can if I can actually have like a very nice comfortable thing, it would could be like three years or four years or something, you know. Well, more, y- more than here's a pop-up, what I, I three would, or four years. Yeah, here's what I would say. Uh, I would say that first of all, I would look. I don't know what area of the city you're interested in, but I would look at where there's vacancies. Because there's a landlord who's not collecting rent, and there seems to be a lot of vacancies that I see in smaller boutique kind of places. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much space you need, okay? Uh, I don't know how much space you need, but you also, do you want retail space? And when I say retail space, I mean because retail is uh, something that's visible to the eye that the person's walking and they can see it, or would you take second floor space, or do you want it to be seen? Um, that, I mean, In other of, words, course, if... of course, foot traffic is really important. And like, you 
know you know where the Apthorpe is at 79th and uh, Broadway? Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, there was a, a spot right across the street from the Apthorpe, and I was dying to get it, and somebody took it. Okay, well, I think, first of all, I mean, look, I can put you in touch with uh, Faith Hope. I, I would. I think you're going to, other than if you happen to see a vacancy and you happen to eye it and it has a number to call, which is usually going to be a broker's number, other than that, I would, like, we have Faith Hope Consuelo, who just does retail. I would call up a broker, um, and they know the a lot of the landlords. And more than likely, a landlord, look, if, I'm, if you're a landlord and you have a tenant that's going to sign a lease for five years, you're, better, you're probably going to do that over a pop-up. But there's a lot of vacancies. So I think, but I think, you know, you, you'd want to go with a, a, a retail broker uh, and call, and, and, and they know all the retailers, and they would probably know. Now, you might not, but your business, I'm assuming you need retail space. I mean, uh, that's kind of visible. So that's kind of what I would do. And it's got to be somebody, uh, they're trendy, and I think just like, you know, with homes, uh, Usually people rented them for, they would had to do a, a lease for a year or two. Now there's shorter terms. Um, I'm sure that, look, some money is better than nothing. So I think that it's possible. Um, if you tell us, uh, I, can, I can actually I can actually call someone for you and see if there's anyone that comes to her mind. But if you tell me, if you leave the information, like how much space are you looking for, and is there a particular part of the city, or does it matter, or is, does it matter if it's downtown or if it's, Oh, Midtown. Yeah, good. No, uh, actually. If you give me that, listen, I'll do you the favor. I'll see if that anyone is, knows of that anything. Is, and then so if that cool. doesn't work, yeah. And then if that doesn't work, then you'll have to look for a broker. But somebody might know of something. And if we do, we'll just give me, leave the information with your, uh, with the, the, the uh, engineer, yep. okay? And I'll Jerry, Dottie, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome, Bob. Thanks for listening to I Am Real Estate and enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, that's listen, more of a pop. It's more than a pop-up, though. He's talking about a couple of years. I mean, that could be a standard retail lease. Well, look, yeah. no. If he's talking about a couple of years, they're not going to do it more than likely. But you never know because there's a lot of retail, small retailers that went out of business. Isn't it crazy how many retail, empty empty retail spaces there are these you know, these blocks that are so expensive, I think they've landlords have outpriced themselves. I really do. I think they have to be a little more reasonable. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just a big job to do by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should go to a broker. <laughs> That's what I actually think. Um, but we'll try uh, to see if anyone knows anything. I think we are have up with the 11 o'clock news, and we will have our credit expert and credit coach uh, who will be here right after Dan Sater, and he'll be updating you on credit tips. It's 866-970-9622. We'll be back. Our whole crew, Ace, Dottie, and Jerry. The dynamic, I was going to say duo, but now it's threesome. Good looking, We'll be right back after the 11 o'clock news. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.